Hello and welcome to the She Pod. This is Rachel. I'm here with Sarah, and we are thrilled to have brunch with you today as we talk about all things lady. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well on this fine Sunday. How are you? I am fantastic. It's been a gorgeous weekend. Very rare for us here in Los Angeles. So quit bragging. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about well, let's talk about what we're eating since we're you know all this talk of brunch let's makes me hungry. It. So I have been eating a lot of salads, okay, because I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah, no, no, no. but you know what makes a salad better, obviously, is the toppings and the dressings. And so I have been trying to get inventive, okay, and I stumbled across this new recipe for a salad dressing that is probably my favorite one of all time. Okay, it is called a prosciutto vinaigrette. Oh my god! In which you make essentially bacon bits out of prosciutto like fry it crispy crumble it up and then whip it into a lemon like vinaigrette such a healthy super healthy you know locale <laughs> well it's worth as long as you're like using it so sparingly. i'm i'm always a fan of anything that gets you to eat vegetables yes like exactly. not to the point where you like smother them in cheese and it's like the vegetables not even doing anything right anymore. and like you would have been better off eating pizza yeah you may as well because pizza is way better than broccoli smothered in way cheese. way better yeah um, so I have been also on somewhat of a health kick. So back in, I would say a couple years ago, I started juicing like hardcore, like every morning, yes. um, working out all the, the time. Um, and I, you know, it's something that it's expensive if you don't do it yourself and it's a giant pain in the ass if you do, do right. it yourself. Yeah. Juicing. I switched to smoothies because of the pain in the ass. Right. Yeah. So what I have decided to do is that I only juice once a week now. And at the end, every single Sunday, I take all my produce that's just about to go and I juice it all. Yeah, that's I mean, why not? Once you put a banana or an apple in there, you can't taste it anyway. So, well, in theory, sure. in theory, <laughs> it is. I found that's not the case with celery. The, co- the concoction that I make weekly is disgusting. What's your grossest concoction you've made so far? So I had uh, some bok choy, mm-hmm. fennel, um, lime. This doesn't sound terrible. A yet. lot of parsley. I think mm. my problem was that I didn't have an apple or a pear to put in you there. You do. You need some kind of sweet. So yeah. it was pretty like Steve, my husband. He tried it and he was like, no "I, go. I can't even." He like he gagged. Physic. He physic. He had an and adverse. He eats pretty healthy. He he's does. Not, yeah. yeah. So that says something. Yeah. Well, thing. that's because you know he's married to me. <laughs> Well, hey. When I met him, it was like whole milk and frosted flakes and well, grilled cheese. Well, he's a comedian, so I'm sure he had like the comedian, touring comedian diet. Yeah. yeah. And so he's a little bit better now. If he's on the road, then he'll, you know, he'll try to do like Thai food, something that's like not quite as right. gross. Grab some sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Well, when you're in the middle of America, sometimes sushi that's is true. not really an option. Don't, if it is, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But yeah, I support that. I will start using the odds and ends of my mm-hmm. produce in you the same way. You can either soup it or juice it. Soup it or juice it. Yeah. That's I just made that line. I just made that <laughs> That's up. actually really good. Thanks. That's your first cookbook coming at you. Soup it or juice it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, all you need is a giant pot and a juicer. I, this is... Uh, college students could do it. Yeah. They wouldn't. No. But they could. I would, you know, college was all about like microwavable mac and cheese for me. I was going to say, yeah, the Velveeta. Um, Kraft singles. The micro, Yeah, I don't think they even had the microwavable Kraft when I was in college. Or if Is they did, true? I didn't know about it. I feel like they must have had it. I don't know. Either way, I just know that every time I ate that microwavable mac and cheese, mm-hmm. I was like one packet. No, sorry. Not oh, going to yeah, do it for three. me. I had two or three yeah. at once. Yep. 
Um, well, that's what we're eating. I approve of Thanks. all of the above. What are you watching? This so week? I am watching. I feel like if you are not watching The Good Wife, you mm. are missing out mm-hmm. on one of the greatest TV shows of the last 10 years. Eli Gold forever. Okay. Side story. I'm actually going to the Tonys. No, you're not. I want to go. Oh, to the Tonys. I thought you were going to say his show that's on Broadway Wait. in New York right now. Oh, he no. Is, oh, no. He is hosting the Tonys. He is. And I would absolutely. With Kristen Chen. Now, before you all think I'm all like Swanky. big and famous, mm-hmm. it's I actually work for a Broadway company who, as a, an employee benefit, we go to the Tonys. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good benefit, though. It is. Well, I mean, I've been working for the company for, you know, five or six years now yeah. on and off. Um, you know, is as this a the first time you get to go? So this is the first time I get to go. Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. So I left for a little while and now I work for them on a contracting basis. And so I work for them enough that they were nice enough to extend the invitation to me. Wait, and you do live here. I do live here. So. Yeah. So they are kind enough to let me uh, not live in New York. Right. Which I'm a fan of. Oh, absolutely. If I would want to split time though, so, so that you didn't have to do like winters or one, August. One would say that. So I always thought that I wanted to be bi-coastal and now that I kind of am in a way. So I fly in every two to three months to New York to, to go for work for work. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is not pleasant. But if you weren't going back and forth, if like every time you went, you were going for a month or more, do you think it would be easier? And you actually had a setup in both cities, yes. like a home. I absolutely do. But I also think that... Because everyone can afford a home in New York and LA. I was reading this <laughs> article in, uh, I think it was New York Times, about how all of the artists in New York, they can't afford to live there anymore and they're all moving to LA. I read that. It was so good. I thought I it was I shared it with everyone. It was all about how... Because I absolutely believe it, that yeah. LA is not the, the crap hole that it's people have not. made it out and to And maybe be. it was once upon a time. I'm sure but it was. The best line for me was that New York has gotten worse Fran Leibowitz said yeah, that. really good. an idol of it, mine. Right. And then LA has gotten so much better in the past five, ten years. So, okay, we got off track. We did. Eli Gold forever. Because Eli Gold is the best. He and is. I'm going to see him at the Tony. I'm so jealous. And then, I really you know, want to go see his musical. He might fall in love with me. Just saying. I can't imagine that he wouldn't. Yeah. So it's, you know. You can match his Steve knows that he needs to kind of, you know, move <laughs> off to the side if such a thing were to occur. You, you have to have those kinds of things worked out beforehand, you know, in case of emergency. And I think it's good that you talk about it. Yeah. No, it's good to know that you have, you know, your your spouse's support of who you can marry while you're still married yes, to them. Absolutely. Um, and I have been watching, again, binge watching, because okay. as we've discussed, that's my favorite right. way to do it. So Broad City has been on my to-do list for quite some time. It's still on my to-do list. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I watched the first couple and I'm not a, a smoker I don't, like, pot does nothing good for me, so I find it hard. So does marijuana have a big place in Broad City? It's not, I wouldn't even say that, but it's kind of that kind of humor. Got it. It's like, if two... It has, a like, a very, very passionate following, though. Well, because it's two girls in New York, and they just, there's no dolling them up. They're kind of, like growing out like right. they're gross and they fart and they like you see all the disgusting things that women really do that we never talk about because we don't poop and we you know so it's like turning that on its head like, right no girls are actually human and gross especially with their best friends and they have sex and they do you know so it's a lot of, it's like real talk it's like girls without the over the top drama instead of being 
crazy out there. It's more just like everyday real life. Got it. Girl stuff. So, and I like that aspect of it a lot, but some of the jokes, like I just don't find myself laughing out loud. I enjoy it. Got it. But it's not, but as I get more invested in the two of them and appreciate the two of them as women putting this out there, I've come to enjoy it more. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I think I'll still, you have not convinced me to have it replace something Mm-mm. in my lineup Keep i think it in the queue i think it's gonna stay in the queue yeah and that's fine but it's not something that i'm gonna run out and watch tomorrow yeah that makes sense all right well now that the weather is a little bit nicer um i'm thinking more about summer wardrobe mm-hmm. let's talk about it so i am eyeing this blazer at j crew i you know j crew i don't go there often but when I do, it's for a classic, a statement piece. Something. So they have this new blazer. So the schoolboy blazer was a very, very, very big seller for them. I believe it. I am now obsessed with something called the Regent blazer. And am I wearing it? Absolutely not. Because it's $200. Say. <laughs> oh, ooh. And I actually have signed up for the J Crew email list waiting to get a coupon code that actually works on the blazer. Because every single coupon code I have received for them, and it's probably been about five at this point, uh, it is not eligible is for the blazer. Is it specifically outlining this blazer? Like, dear Sarah, here is 40% off anything in the store except, except the Regent blazer. They may as well be saying that to because me. Because I got to give it to them for targeted marketing, if that's I know. the case. Well, I never sign up for clothing store emails yeah. ever, ever. But J. Crew, I am waiting and I am watching. Your day will come. I feel good about it. Okay. <laughs> I feel because at some you point, know, it really feels good to have you in my court. Yeah, about this. I'm I'm going to like when I wake Thank up in the morning and I'm friend. meditating or doing yoga and they say set your intention. This is all I'm thinking about is the Regent J. Crew blazer for Sarah. I'm going to throw out those vibes. You know, it's going to happen. If you could include uh, black or navy. Yeah, specifically. Perhaps, perhaps not the yellow. Not, no, the, not the yellow. Or the olive. Not the chambray because that's Oof. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Black or All navy. Right. Tar- I'll, I'll visualize. I'll you take know. either slash both. <laughs> <laughs> both. Both. Yeah. And I generally don't like when, with a few exceptions, I generally don't like when there's a designer name all over anything. Yeah. Like I will pretty Their much. stuff's not. They're not, they're not, but I think what we were talking about earlier with what you want to wear nowadays, we are totally fine with that tote bag. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about that tote bag. Let's talk about the notorious RBG and how madly in love with her I am. (laughs) I can't handle her. And the reason that I bought the tote bag. I didn't realize that you had actually bought the tote bag. Absolutely purchased it. It's, I'm tracking it on its way to me now. But the reason so that is I... is it like a supermarket tote? Yeah, Explain exactly. Okay. Very standard operating procedure tote bag. However, with the shirt, I would not be able to wear that every day. Right. With the tote bag, I can represent at the drop of a hat. You know what you can do? At the drop of a tote. You can keep... You can fold up the notorious RGB tote bag and put it in your actual purse and just pull it out just whenever you Just be ready. Yeah. You never know when there's going to be some jerk next to you in the movies who's like over there being misogynistic and you can just he won't get it obviously no. but i'll feel better knowing that i just slammed him burned him the only people tote. who get it are the only people who matter it's true yeah i felt that way about my halloween costume when i went as leslie nope like five years ago before people were as obsessed with parks and rec as they should have been got it and no one really got it but for those who did man we were in the zone steve and i have talked about every year about going as something 
like funny. And yeah. the funniest thing I can think of is one of us would be a melon and the other one would be a collie. Oh. <laughs> I love Halloween pun costumes. That's what more than anything. We have in the five or six years that we've been together, we have dressed up once and it was last minute. And so we thought, what do we look like? Archie and Veronica? We sure do. Oh my god. And went to Goodwill and he bought khakis I and a sweater. I feel like that would vest. be pretty easy to pull off. Yeah, he is a redhead and he drew I don't know why he was so obsessed with this at the time, but he drew on his uh skull a grid. Because you know how in the comic books like you can kind of see the outlines of everything, including the grids of their. So he drew oh, wow. that on with. He was he committed. It was that's very like when people go as the pixelated and they draw like the pixels on them from you know how in comic book you know yep. it's all so. Yep. So that's I'm what impressed. He did. That's yeah. a for a last minute costume. That is commitment. I think the whole thing cost five dollars. And then oh, and it was the best pair of pants he ever bought. It was a pair of Gap khakis from Goodwill that cost five dollars, and he found a dollar in the pocket. So four dollars <laughs> net. That's amazing. He made money. He that's Cash well done. Cash back, whatever it was. Gap needs to rethink their, their pricing course. structure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how that's working out for them. Yeah, but I dig it. Well, speaking of committed men, can we talk <laughs> about John Stewart forever? Forever we. So can. I love him on the Daily Show, and that's all great. But yes. I also love how amazing he is for animals. Yeah, uh, he has two pit bulls, which yes. I love. They have Shamsky. a whole. Did you read the list of oh all my god the creatures so, that they have? And I quote: I wrote this down because I was so excited about it. Stewart lives in New Jersey. Now this is talking about Tracy Stewart, John's wife, with her husband. Who's a vet? Uh, yeah, she's a former vet tech. Okay, and yeah. current vegan. That's what. Go girl. Totally great. Uh, Stewart, Tracy Stewart lives in New Jersey with her husband, the soon to depart Comedy Central host, their two children. Wait for it. It didn't say that in the article. I said that. Right. Four dogs, two pigs, two hamsters, three rabbits, two guinea pigs, one parrot and two fish. All rescues, she said, except for the children. So even the fish is a rescue. Where do you rescue a fish from? That's an excellent question. It's one that I had not considered earlier. And um, also the guinea. P like, where are you getting rescue guinea pigs asking you know for a i've seen i've seen well right <laughs> <laughs> i've seen uh rescue rabbits at the shelter rescue yeah. bunnies so i wonder if like guinea pigs because i also think that rescue doesn't necessarily mean you rescued it from the shelter it could mean you got it from a neighbor that didn't want it anymore. absolutely and i also i or feel like street. this is a good fix for people like you and me who can't go to a shelter and browse. Yeah, oh my God. So instead of bringing home a new dog every time you do that, which is, you know, a high commitment, high maintenance, et cetera, you just you do a little drive-by, you come home with a guinea pig. It's fine. For the next few years, you pour some pellets in Except for in the there, part where my dogs think that guinea pig. it's dinner. Yeah. yeah. They would definitely chase that thing around the house. Well, they're doing it with multiple dogs. They're making it work. They're menagerie. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot easier to make shit work when you have uh, yeah. lots and lots of money. Maybe they have a guinea pig house, cave, room. Maybe they have an assistant whose sole responsibility <laughs> is to <laughs> care for the guinea pig, is to care for the... the Not even care for him, just make sure he doesn't get eaten. Care f it's to care for the questionable rescue animals, i.e. the guinea pigs, the yeah. goldfish, the exotic. The what else do they have? I they have a parrot. They have like... Fish, bird... Snakes, I, I don't Lizards, know. Lizards, whatever. I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I hope that they open it up to the public. Yeah. I will gladly donate to their new farm sanctuary. I know. That so they are starting. The news is that they've bought a farm in New Jersey, and it's unclear what they plan to do with it yet. 
it seems yeah. like it's going to be a sanctuary, an, a sanctuary of, of some sorts. kind. Yeah, for but animals. I don't know what what sorts of animals they're planning yeah. on rescuing. Maybe just all any you know. I love when famous people have my values. So I always say yes. that if I had that kind of money and that kind of fame and I could retire at 50 or whatever it is, I would just have a big farm and rescue senior dogs. And so I love when, you know, you don't need that eighth house in Vail. You don't. You don't. What you need is a farm sanctuary. You know, granted, it's their money. They can do. can come live. I know. In their final resting days. Oh, <laughs> alpacas. Maybe not them because they they're, they're not like show dogs or something that people get rid of like they're always producing wool i guess do we get wool from alpacas oh my god have you not ever had an alpaca sweater no i'll wear mine over here well maybe i'll bring it over here because okay. it's we're in the valley <laughs> really hot. it's really hot but it is the softest softest wool you've ever felt in your life it's like really fine they and do silky. look like camels with afros yeah 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 little mini they're yeah. like half the size they're and very they're, cute. They're very cute. But they're not as mean as llamas. Like llamas spit and they'll... Yeah. I mean, they're still cute. But alpacas are like adorable, friendly llamas that are smaller. They're like, the best. Like goats that give you sweaters? Well, goats can be... Depends it, on the goat. So but I... yeah, like big goats that give you sweaters. Yeah. Well, I have found that goats are the friendliest of livestock. They like kind of... They want to be with you. Yeah. They love cuddling. They love... I saw uh, a friend of mine lives on a goat farm in Vermont. And I was there right after some kids were born and their little tails wag and they nibble on your fingertips. And it's like really one of the cutest things. Yes. No, I love goats. My grandfather's farm had goats for a oh, while. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I did yep. not know that. And a pig and all kinds of, we had every sort of animal at one point or another. It was a dairy farm, but always had like a petting zoo for kids who came to the farm. To Where play. was that? It's in upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a good place for a farm. It is. It's, it's like Vermont, basically. So apparently that's where all the best farms are. Yeah. So kudos to you, John and Tracy Stewart. I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in other less important news, okay. I would like to talk about dad bod. Okay. Can you explain to me what this is? Because I don't know what it is. I can't. And I've read about <laughs> it. And I still can't. It's apparently this new physique. It's basically a George Costanza. Kind so of like with physique. a little bit of a like gut? A, a little bit of a gut, but more just the stockiness. There's nothing chiseled, but they're mm. not overweight. It's so soft. A, not, not soft. Not hard. So okay. a little, <laughs> a little soft. But it's like a, a not very overweight, on the verge of being overweight, perhaps. But okay. just a, a real. Which I guess it's not a, it's not a bad thing that this is on vogue. You know, if real women are finally starting to have their moment then it's time for real men to have theirs. And maybe we're not all looking for eight packs and chiseled I abs. actually, I could not date someone with an eight pack. It I would, would make feel me, so, yeah, It would no make way. me too nervous. It would cause me great anxiety because I feel like guys with an eight pack who work that hard on looking like that. Yeah, you don't have time for me. I don't trust that. Well, and also, that's... I need to be the more attractive one in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. I need to be the better dressed one. I can't, I can't have to, I can't worry about what my boyfriend slash husband is going to think of my body slash outfit. I want my boyfriend slash husband to be thrilled that I'm, that I exist. Right. No, I agree (laughs) with that. Um, So I stand corrected. I'm looking at GQ. Okay. Who came out with. The source of all things newsworthy. Right. (laughs) Who came out with a dad bod diet for the summer that we should definitely dig into. But they do describe it as a soft, flabby body of frat boys past and present. So like. 
So it is softer. A Seth Rogen kind of? Yeah, and they've got Jason uh, oh, Siegel Jason here Siegel. standing okay. in as the example. Because, like, the blockish, a little chubby. A little mushy. Yeah, a little mushy. You know what's you know? also mushy? I don't, I don't know. Cookie dough. Is, I, it is. It certainly is. So I love cookie dough. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, go with it. I'm always a fan of well, talking I'm about just, cookie dough. I'm just saying there are things that are mushy that I like. Why can't a body type That's be true. one of them? That's true. So we are introducing a new segment this week mm-hmm. called Lady Biz, where we are Lady going to... Biz. Oh, I like that. Right? We yeah. should make a sound bite. We, we sure should. <laughs> I um, don't know how to do that yet. Well, we'll figure that yeah. out. Um, so where we talk about all things that happen to us women in business. So both of us have been in the workforce for, well... 10 years for me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just waitressing at TGI Friday's count. Were you doing that after college? No, before. Okay. So So. I would say yes, because that is a perfectly honorable job. It's customer service. Yeah. I feel like like everyone should wait tables at some point. I absolutely agree. I I think everyone should have to have, or retail. I would give you, if you work in retail for a little while, it's not the same, but you get the same kind of abuse and learning to deal with. A service industry, and basically, service industry and having stuff. to deal with coworkers yeah. and yeah. creepy people and all of that stuff. But at, at a young age, I feel like it's really important to do that. It's character building. The ages like getting of 16 bullied. and 20. It's exactly. Yeah. It's very important for development, personal development. Yeah. And I actually, I love the topic that we're talking about this week, which is mm-hmm. negotiating. Because yes. it's something that I feel like a lot of women either are nervous to do, don't know how to do. I just, I don't feel, and me, you know, my sample size of one, I find it very uncomfortable to negotiate. Yeah. But I think it's really important to talk about, I personally have had a lot of my girlfriends, both younger and peers come to me and, you know, at least want to swap stories or ask how, you yeah. know, because I think it's just something that people don't really talk about. You know, yeah. like money is the last taboo. And yeah, we but it's interesting that. that I feel like, well, it's interesting that what happened with Reddit where she's not, mm-hmm. you know, no, people are not negotiating on salary right. anymore. And I think that's, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think it'll play out well. Um, however, you know, if the, one of the issues is certainly that women don't ask, they don't even try to negotiate. And so, you know, a lot of people when talking about the wage gap say that that's part of the problem. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And so I love the idea of companies taking the initiative to wipe that out. However, I still think there's a big education piece there where we need to And it's not even, it's not even just about salaries. It's negotiating if you're buying a home. It's negotiating in life. If you're negotiating with a contractor to, you know, redo some stuff on your house. I mean, every, every piece of life negotiation is involved. And I approach it from a really academic standpoint. So I went to business school Mm -hmm. um, and I took a class in negotiation. And there are two things that I really, that I had a big takeaway. I really want to hear these. So number one is you always want to anchor first. Okay. Tell everybody what anchoring means. So anchoring is the person. Tell me what anchoring means. So say that you and I are negotiating on a salary. Yes. I want a salary of $100 a week. Yeah. And you've decided this. You've looked at your expenses, your past. And so for you, this is the number in your head. So, and you, um, you know, would want to come in at, you know, so... Let's say I want 100, you only want to pay me 75. Right. And so really what you want to do is you want to anchor higher slash lower or at a larger extreme than you want to end up yes. at. But studies have shown that the person who anchors first, meaning the person who mentions a number first, mm-hmm. 
the end result ends up closer to that person. So if I came in at 150, we would more likely end up at 100 than if you came in at 50. Right. Wanting to pay me. No, and that makes perfect sense. You always want to anchor first because then the out the outcome, the end result is going to be closer to whoever says a number first. Yeah. So that is like, I think, one of the key elements of that class. I think so. And I think also the important thing that I um, have used myself and also read about recently and that I thought was really key was to use a range mm-hmm. when you're negotiating. So that anchor, That's great. have that anchor be the bottom of the range. Yes. So that, and you will always end up, um, you know, in somewhere where you want to be or at least closer to where you wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I think is super important is that you don't have to disclose your previous salary. Interesting. You don't have to. And there are a couple ways to get around this. Of course, they will always ask that. Recruiters are really good about getting this out. But say you were completely underpaid at your last job or you were at a nonprofit or you were at, you know. Right. It's a different industry. It's a totally different industry. But if people know that you are making 30,000 and the job that you're going for should be paid 50 and you tell them that they're going to try and pay you 40. Well, what's interesting is that that previous salary is actually anchoring you lower right. than you should be. Right. Yeah. So, so don't disclose that. And a couple of the tricks I've learned to do to get around that are, number one, you can say that your company does not allow you to give out Great. salary stats. Um, that's the most effective one. You can also just be honest and say, you know what? I just, I don't feel like that should have a bearing on this discussion. I'm happy to talk to you about the range that I feel is is measure it with my experience um, but I prefer not to release my previous salaries I just don't think it's relevant and it's not relevant to yeah, the it's not relevant hand, and yeah. the only reason that they're asking is so that they can potentially lowball you not I'm making it sound like every recruiter in the world is trying to screw Which is, you yeah it's but they are it, trying to get you for the lowest amount of money that's their job exactly exactly so so the other thing that I took away and I'll never forget this is the example of the orange do tell so the idea behind a negotiation or a successful negotiation is that everyone walks away with the most amount of utility. Yeah. So they give an example of two sisters and they want to split an orange. Now the average person would say, just cut the orange in half, give half to one and half to the other. Mm -hmm. But if you took the time to ask each sister what they wanted to do, one wanted the juice and the other one wanted the zest. So they all, they both, if you figure out what your key ingredients to success are and there are ways in certain negotiations, maybe not for salary, but there are ways to figure out like what are the most important things to you right. to walk because away with. Because maybe you want an extra week of vacation more than you want extra money. Or exactly. maybe you want this extra feature in the car more than you want the discount or whatever. Whatever it is. Also, oh, that's another one, buying a car. Yeah, oh, my God, you have I, to negotiate Well, now for with True Car, I feel like, and, and other startups like that, I feel like I wouldn't have to deal with it, which... What's True Car? So True Car is a startup in Santa Monica. Okay. And they, you go onto their website, you tell them what kind of car you want, and they lock in a fair price for you based on market value at a dealer nearby. And they have they have structured partnerships with these dealers. Interesting. So you do it online, and then you just go pick up the car. And oh you my know God. that you're paying market value. So you don't even have to deal with it. And you don't have to deal with those salespeople. No, they're doing very, very well. Oh, oh, my God. Buying a car is horrible. It's the worst. And not anymore. They fixed and it. And even once you decide to buy the car, you're still there for another two hours it's hammering out the thing. finances. Well, not with this. Although I haven't used it yet. I don't know if you get there and they try and upsell you on a zillion features, maybe. But at the very least, you know that you've got this car at a fair price and it's locked. God, it's a shopping deal. on the Internet, even for cars now. I, I love it. It's magic. 
Um, what grossed you out this week? Oh, what didn't gross me out this week? Okay, so you have some real, some real. This some is some real, real stuff. stuff. This is Let's not get just real. like spiders are gross. This is. Uh, so there, the Republican governors in Oklahoma and Kansas recently signed bills outlawing a medical procedure often used for second trimester miscarriages called a dilation and evacuation mm-hmm. and because they consider it abortion. Now, what they don't realize is that that procedure is used when basically to get, I mean, I hate to use get rid of, but basically to evacuate an unviable fetus. And it's more often than not in a mother that wants that child. Right. And so it's incredibly sad. Um, but so I let's loved, add some more trauma to I that. I know, right? And the, the ban, it's just so horrific for women hoping to become mothers because they're just used to manage a natural miscarriage of a fetus that would not live past birth. Mm. And it's something that is actually... Um, dangerous to the mother to carry it to term. And so there is this amazing Reddit AMA, which is an Ask Me Anything. And the user was named, is it pink? Is it pink? And she said, uh, on April 22nd, she said, today I terminated my pregnancy at 23 weeks. Ask me anything. So her pregnancy was going well until the second trimester when they figured out that there was a chromosomal abnormality. Uh, I think... Normally, we have like 46 chromosomes. Her fetus had 69 and would not have survived beyond birth. And so she had to go through a lot, jump through a lot of hoops to get her, you know, to induce a miscarriage, which they consider abortion. And her words were kind of incredible. And Reddit, which can usually be a place that is really mean and really nasty, there was like this outpouring of support. Mm -hmm. And so the way that she phrased it, which I loved, and I'm going to read. I am pro-choice because I am pro-life. Does that make sense? My little girl would never have a life, and attempting to give her that could take mine away in the process. It would be dangerous to attempt it. Instead, she passed painlessly inside me and was never alone. She will be cremated and spread in a garden at the hospital where they scatter all the lost babies. To me, that is more dignified than bleeding out in the bathtub and having her go down the drain. Oh. I know. Um, But I just... And there was even one commenter that said that she was pro-life, but what she read from this person had made her understand the Mm pro-choice situation. So I just think gross on you, Oklahoma and Kansas. How disgusting are you making that choice for someone else? Right. Well, my favorite part about the quote unquote pro-life movement is that they're very pro-life until that baby is born. (laughs) Then they don't want you to have anything from the state. Yeah. You know, very supportive until it takes its first breath. And they're like, our work is done. Right. We're out. (laughs) I'm done. Well, yes. Everything about that is disgusting. Um, And shame. Shame. We're shaming you from over here um, in liberal California. Um, What grossed you out this week? Okay. So it's, we're getting into wedding season. Yay. I'm sorry. And for me, I'll be honest. I like a wedding. What's not to like about free booze? It's usually a group of good friends. I like a wedding when the food is good. When the food is good makes a huge difference. But in general, weddings are a happy time. Yes, they can be a little too expensive. Blah, blah, blah. There's certainly things that are wrong with them. It is like a tax on people in their 20s and 30s to go to weddings. This is why I don't have a lot of friends. I can't afford all these weddings. There's way too many. (laughs) Or at the very least, I need to be able to say no and have that be okay. Yeah. You know? But what I really hate yeah. and what grosses me out is the bachelorette party. I think they're gross. I did not have one, for the record. Ugh. I think they're horrendous. My husband is a comedian. 
And he said it that would have been good fodder for him, maybe if you had. Uh, well, well he, he his quote is he wants to stay married, so I stay oh. out of his act. Um, you know, he'll say that like I love dogs. That's yeah. very innocuous. Benign. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so bachelor parties that come into comedy shows, he said every comedian just goes, oh, mm-hmm. oh no. That's such an odd thing. Uh, but my biggest, it happens a lot. I, I believe it. Yeah. My I just if I see one more plastic penis in my lifetime. It's, it's gross. so cliche. I don't even like the real thing all that much, let alone a reincar- <laughs> like a that's a I miniature replica. Don't. Like if I was going to have one, A, I wouldn't call it that. B, I would get a cabin in the woods. We would go to Costco and get so much wine and just sit by the lake and drink wine for three days and that would be my quote unquote bachelorette party that's great that would be magnificent in fact yeah. that's what i did for my 30th birthday and it was the best oh my god so i would just do that again. i love that yeah with like five girls i would do like maybe a spa day i think yeah. that would be fun yeah yeah, yeah yeah something like that no like but that's that's hanging out necessary. with your friends and doing something fun right and back to the money thing that's another thing that your mm-hmm. friends have to spend money on so i actually i didn't have bridesmaids yeah i told my sister to get a black dress and that was it. That's exactly done. I mean, I think that makes so much sense to me. It's just so it doesn't y- need to be a hassle. And you never wear the dress again. Well, in black, you would. So, yeah. Well, I was her. I was her maid of honor, too. And I was a black dress. And it was actually because she had a, a fairly religious wedding. Mm. So I actually sold it on eBay. I did yeah. not wear it again. I, yeah. For like I've $25. I've sold a couple of my bridesmaids dresses. You have thank to. Thank God. Now that yeah. tradesy and things like that exist. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the best. But yeah, so everything about bachelorettes, I've just I've started to see that you know I feel tacky like the public pop up and the public display is kind of the worst thing for me. Yeah. So I went to a bachelorette party where we did we took a pole dancing class, and there That's were supposed to be a good workout. It was at an least. unbelievable workout. Yeah. It was difficult core, core work. Oh my god! But there were some photos taken, but we were all kind of like professional women and we all decided no one sharing any of these yeah and it wasn't even like gross it was just us in leggings like trying to mount a pole what's gross about that someone's gonna run for office though (laughs) and you just never know this is why i'm never running for office when i met steve he's like i I think maybe i'll run for office someday and i'm like well we need to rethink this Mm because no Mm-hmm. I think at this point, our generation and younger, there's not going to be anyone in office that doesn't have like Some a very embarrassing of. photo of them doing something illegal or and I questionable. Look, I look forward to seeing all of them. Well, it's happening now with yeah. politicians who are older because they can't keep it in their pants. I know. Ugh. Oh, the Twitter DM one was one of my favorite. Which one was that? I can't, I can't remember who it was, but there was a politician who thought he was sending a direct message Oops. Picture. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> he just tweeted public it. public tweet out to the world. I just, I, I think once the photo is taken, it is out there forever. Yeah. You just can't, you cannot trust anything. There's another, there's a politician in maybe one of the Dakotas who outwardly is anti-gay, like has ruled against, you know, gay marriage. I wonder what percentage of outwardly anti-gay yeah. politicians are actually closeted. So yeah. he's on Grinder. Of course he and is. And sent a couple photos that he shouldn't have to a younger boy, yeah. younger man who knows him and outed it to the whole world. I feel like anti-gay politicians are the, are too, the, the gay community as trolls are to, mm-hmm. pe- to the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you hate the thing that you potentially are. or You hate the thing that reminds you of yes. something you hate about yourself. Right. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. 
So they were feeling whatever shame or whatever it is about the mm-hmm. fact that they are gay. And so they outwardly hate anything that reminds them of that. Yeah. Nobody likes to be reminded of stuff they hate. No, absolutely not. But some of us react differently than others. Well, for sure. <laughs> Gotta love the internet trolls. Um, so, let's 90s. Let's take it back. Our 90s nostalgia. Yeah. What's your moment? What What are you thinking of from the 90s that makes you so happy? So, I was listening to my iPod the other day. And I don't download new music very often mm-hmm. anymore. Um, you know, because you've got Spotify and Pandora. There's just no reason. Yeah. YouTube, there's just no reason to anymore. No one's but buying music. Yeah. But I think... The fact that my music collection over the years has ranged from tapes to CDs to MP3s mm-hmm. to, you know, iTunes. When you listen to everything that I have, it basically is a look back into my life. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, they say the sense of smell is, you know, the sense that has the strongest memory? Yes. I feel like listening to certain songs just take you back. Yeah. And so I think that the song Don't Turn Around by oh, Ace man. of Bass that takes me back mm-hmm. circa 1994. Yeah. Yes. Where, so I went to a Jewish school growing up, which meant that from age 11 to 13, when all the bar and bat mitzvahs were happening, I had the best social life of my life. Well, yeah. You're like, it was like one or going to parties one or two a weekend for like two and a half years. That and would there be were, a lot of fun. There were 50 kids in my grade. Um, and it was just crazy. And, there was a rule at school that you had to invite everyone, which actually I think is brilliant. I mean, it wasn't that many kids to begin with. Yeah. Um, but between them and like their siblings and all that stuff, it just ended up being like crazy. And it was New York City. So some of these things were at the plaza, some right. were at, you know, of course, I like had a pizza party in the basement of my synagogue. That's okay because you got to go to everyone else's. I had a great time at yeah. mine. Yeah. I should post a picture from that night. Um, but anyway, so. Don't Turn Around was playing at one of the first bat mitzvahs that we had. So the first girl that turned 12 or 13 or whatever it was. Did she turn around? Well, I wish I hadn't turned around. Uh Uh-oh. So there was this guy. Let's call him V. Okay. Because his name does not start with a V. There we go. That's a good one then. So Don't Turn Around was playing, and he asked me to dance. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, when I was in sixth grade, my mother told me that I looked like a board which was reflective of my body and overall physique at the time. That's harsh. Uh, I had, a, you know, buck teeth with, with a big gap in the middle of the two Again, of them. building character. Yes. All of all this of building this, character. All of this, I would argue, builds a sense of humor. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you have to. Because when you don't look very nice and you're not the first girl to get boobs, you have to develop a you sense d- of humor. And which is a good thing. So he asked me to dance. And I was on cloud nine because Mm -hmm. not only was he so gorgeous by the way now not so much but Mm -hmm. we'll get to that he was so gorgeous it literally i remember my father picked me up because it was 10 o'clock and the night was over well yeah and i said dad i'm in love and he said you're too young to be in love and i said you don't understand i'm sure those words have never been uttered before by a father and daughter under the age of 16 i know i was 11 at the time or 12 whatever it was so anyway at the following weekend there was another bat mitzvah where all the boys were asking V, why don't you go ask Sarah to dance? And I'm wondering, looking back, if I don't know whether he actually liked me because there were some other separate instances at school where he like was actually super nice to me. And I was wondering if like he had some sort of weird nerd fetish mm-hmm. or if this whole thing was a joke because he came up oh, to no. me and said, I hope you didn't think I liked you or anything. <gasps> oh, so I don't no. know if he actually liked me 
which is like a 1% chance. And then everyone was like, why do you like her? <laughs> you know? And he changed. And his... he changed his mind. Oh. Or the whole thing was a joke. And this was all very after school special. My heart is breaking for my heart 11 broke. year old you. I cried. Mm. I, it was horrendous. In my sixth grade yearbook, he wrote, um, I'm sorry and I'm glad we're friends. Were you? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Fast forward 12 years, 15 mm-hmm. years. I'm back in New York. Uh, I was living in Boston at the time. I had just broken up with a long term relationship. I show up at a party looking. I like where this is going. I show this is like a very Ricky Lake moment. I can't even <laughs> like this is the this is the stuff that you read about or like watch on TV. This, this does is a Jennifer not, Garner movie. This does not happen in real life. So I walk into this party and I like you know how like right after a breakup you're like I need to look perfect. Yes. So I good hair, yeah. good makeup, high heels. I walk into a party of a friend of mine and he was like you're never gonna believe who's here and it was V. Now, V had left school after sixth grade, so I had not seen him in, like, 12 to 14 years. And by this time, I had learned about push-up bras. Mm-hmm. Uh, my teeth had grown together, and I had gotten contact lenses. hey He was glued to my side the entire night. Payback. I is gave, a bitch. Well, whatever. I didn't end up going out with him. It was funny because I gave him my number to him, and I gave my number to his best friend. Uh-huh. His best friend called me, and I ended up dating the best friend for a while. Good. Great. So whatever I hear, don't turn around. I think of V and I think that every once in a while, the universe throws you a bone. They do. And it's even if it takes 12 years to get to the punchline, it's so worth it. That was a lovely brunch. It was. It's always a pleasure. So tell the tell the lovely people where they can find you. The lovely people can find me all over the interwebs at Rachel G. King, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. G-K-I-N-G. And what about you? Where are you at? You can find me on my other podcast, Sarah and Steve Hate People, where my husband Steve and I talk about how much we hate humanity one episode at a time. Excellent. And you can find me on franklysarah.com, any of my musings about food, beauty, all of that kind of thing. And then you can find me on Twitter at Sarah Tenenbine. I like it. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at the ShePod and at ShePod.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.